Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to our second anniversary episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and Today, I have the pleasure of bringing to you the very first panel of Wickedly Smart Women to celebrate our second anniversary. So I want to invite you to settle in, get yourself a nice hot cup of tea or whatever the other beverage might be of your choice, because we are also going to double the length of the episode today in celebration and to give each of these amazing women more than enough time to deliver their greatest gems of wisdom around the topic that we are going to be speaking about today, which is raising consciousness around the world. So I'm going to start by doing some brief introductions about each of these lovely ladies and I'm going to go in order uh, in reverse order of how I know each of you. So the latest lovely lady in my circle that is here to share with us today is Lale Hancock. She is a seasoned executive, earth enthusiast, and wellness expert, and lifelong entrepreneur. And she is here to raise consciousness primarily through female empowerment, but she's a pretty heavy hitter with men as well, and is here to bring forth uh, global wellness centers and one of her pieces of work, one of her many pieces of work is around uh, raising our consciousness around our vaginas. So I'm really excited that you're here today, Lale. And she has been featured alongside luminaries such as Oprah Winfrey, Melinda Gates, and Ginny Rometty in the 2019 publication, America's Leading Ladies. She boasts over 30 years of experience in operational excellence, cultural change, and personal and corporate wellness. And right now she is in Portugal getting a wellness center off the ground, but she's got a vision for uh, wellness centers around the globe. So welcome, Lale. I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, the next person I want to bring to your attention is my beautiful colleague and the voice of goddess here on the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, Lori A. Andrus. She has been a huge, huge midwife in my life, and she has been a colleague and collaborator raising consciousness through personal development via connection with the Crystal Kingdom and the Shamanic Medicine Path. She is the founder of the Crystal Shaman School and a soulful traveler. She artfully blends ancient spiritual practices with crystal wisdom to create practical and breakthrough lifestyle applications, supporting individuals in recreating their life. And she was definitely a midwife over a four-year period, uh, helping me to recreate my life. 
The third amazing and lovely lady who is here today is one of my sheroes, Laura Hollick, who has been an award-winning artist and visionary guide to artists and creative spiritual entrepreneurs around the world. She raises her consciousness and the consciousness of the planet through art as a global influencer and pioneer. And after walking 10,000 kilometers on a vision quest, she clarified her purpose purpose and dove fully, wholeheartedly, and completely into realizing it. She's the founder of Soul Art Studio, a business devoted to circulating love around the planet with creative inspiration. And finally, my oldest and dearest L lady has arrived, and this is Lisa Cherney. Lisa has been raising consciousness in the marketing department and is a pioneer in this space and has been for uh, over 20 years. She's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs and is the host of the groundbreaking confession-based GFR, which stands for Get Fucking Real podcast, and the creator of the 12 GFR commandments. So I am just delighted to have all you lovely ladies with me today, and I'm going to start our time together first by just just saying, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are all wickedly smart. You are all embodiments of consciousness at a higher level that I see in this world. And you are all wholeheartedly and deeply devoted and committed to not only embodying consciousness and higher consciousness, but also to propagating it around the world. So thank you so much for being here. And my first question for you is what does raising consciousness mean to you? And I'd like to start with Lisa Cherney because I went one way. So now I'm going to go the other way. So Lisa, welcome. What does raising consciousness mean to you? It means to raise vibration. And the result of raising vibration really does translate to raising consciousness, which, which I see as, in some ways, self-awareness, so an internal consciousness, raising an internal vibration, and then a connection to, you know, people say all that is, I don't necessarily resonate with that, but really con connection to the, the bigger, wider field that we're all swimming in. Beautiful. So, Laura, mm -hmm. what does raising consciousness mean to you? Well, when I heard you say that, I immediately thought of kind of my own personal experience, like what do I do to raise my consciousness? And I think it's like I connect with my higher self, which is like the the highest that that I get access to. Like what is what can I reach to? And then from that, different frequencies come in, different ideas and inspiration, and then actually being that, becoming that, and the journey of, of how to do that, to be the vessel for it, to raise my vibration in foods or whatever, to then be an embodiment of like a higher frequency. So raising consciousness, I think starting with myself, my own connection to my higher self, and then that ripples out because the things that come through are then what I would contribute to then raise consciousness for others. Mm, beautiful. Lori? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm thinking, you know, as I sink into this, the thing that comes forward for me is the piece of authenticity and really 
creating an awareness for each of us in what that means in our own lives and in our own paths and really being able to stand in that and then at the same time hold the space and honor and reverence to see that and witness that and be present with that with others as they stand in in their own authentic self and i think through that and the path to that is through our own practice through connection in whatever way we feel natural in connecting with spirit and opening ourselves to to all that is mm. as lisa said so beautifully <laughs> beautiful lale what does raising consciousness mean to you i think these ladies are brilliant you know <laughs> they really described it for me consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. And most of us spent our lives as children learning how to judge and how to actually disconnect from this oneness that we all be. And, you know, as these ladies shared it, it starts from within. And when you are talking about raising consciousness, it's our willingness to be the question. And when you are in the question and you're no longer in the autopilot mode of doing it just because everybody else is doing something, you allow you to receive information, energies, to actually perceive these other possibilities that are available. And that moment when you're willing to actually choose it and the way that Laura described it, it starts with you. And when you choose it and you become it, you now are being that vibration, which allows others to also be inspired and be able to actually, you know, choose it. Mm. Beautiful. I want to speak to this question because I'm getting information coming through too. When I had my spiritual awakening, there was a lot of talk about ascension and a lot of the people around me at that time, the feeling was that that they were going to like somehow poof off the planet. And, and I got an awareness myself, this was almost 20 years ago, that ascension is not about poofing off the planet. Ascension is about bringing in that higher vibration and pulling it not just into our own embodiment, but also planting it in the belly of the earth, like bringing these higher vibrations in and through us and then planting that in the belly of the earth. And what I'm getting right now for raising consciousness, I'm going to call it raising consciousness 2.0, because the people who are on this panel Every one of you embodies an elevated level of consciousness, in my opinion. And I think now Raising Consciousness 2.0 is about weaving a web together, just like we're doing here today, of people who have embodied, who have anchored, who have planted themselves and said, I am here to raise the consciousness of the planet. And now it's time to partner up and team up so that one plus one equals 11 or one plus four equals, you know, I don't know, 144,000. So, so that's what I'm getting about raising consciousness and what it means to me. And I'm just really grateful that you're all here weaving this web with me because I feel like this is an opportunity with this particular episode to actually begin to seed those possibilities of weaving and bringing in even more highly conscious people who are actively engaged in the process of raising their own consciousness as well as collecting to raise the consciousness of the planet. 
All right. Well, so what I'd like to do next is I'd like to ask you where you see that we have the greatest leverage as wickedly smart women to activate and elevate the consciousness. And I'm going to start with Lale with this one. You know, it's really interesting being in Portugal. I actually came here last year for nine days and got here stuck (laughs) during COVID and realized this amazing country, but it was more than that. It really is like each of us, we are where we are for more than the reasons we realize. And me being here and nature, I cannot even stress the magic of nature, the land here, the animals, this, the nature spirits and everything else. And like you said, this collaboration, but I think for so long, you know, we have these tendrils into the earth that we have as children. You know, that's why children are so different. They, everything is laughter. Everything is about the connection of everyone. No one cares what someone else's name is. They just want to play with them. And that's us being one with nature. And somewhere around seven or eight, we start that separation to be more like the adults in our families or in our cultures or our societies. But now more than ever is that collaboration with nature and all of us, our bodies, our nature, our part of the earth, and also not having that disconnect. Because I think a lot of times when we're talking about consciousness, people separate they separate themselves from others, they separate from their body, becomes a conversation of the being or the soul and the body. They're different. It it is that embodiment. But embodiment is not just you being in a physical body form. It's the embodiment of you, your body, the earth, and every molecule in this amazing universe. So when we are willing to allow for that is when we're getting more information. We are becoming more in tune to these other possibilities, energetically and physically. Mm, beautiful. Laura, where do you see the greatest leverage that we have as wickedly smart women to activate and elevate consciousness? I think being wickedly smart is about having an intelligence beyond the facts and beyond the known understanding. Like real intelligence is something that you can tap into, you know, an insight, uh, some kind of inspiration, and then you can enter a mystery. So right now, as we're in this, this wild transformational time, there's a lot of unknowns and the people who will be able to, to lead in that or move into that and through that, they're people who can access their creativity, access their intuition, you know, use their, that kind of smarts to navigate the new terrain. Beautiful. Thank you. Lisa Cherney, where do you see the greatest leverage that we have as wickedly smart women to activate and elevate consciousness? I see the biggest leverage is us speaking our truth. My first reaction was, well, you know, me as an entrepreneur, my passion is helping other mission-based people. And I feel for sure that personally, the way that I'm meant to impact the planet is to help other people that are making big impacts on the planet. Then uh, as I was hearing the other ladies so beautifully articulate what their thoughts were, I thought, you know, at the foundation, it's speaking our truth. Like the biggest service that we can contribute is for us to claim our space, for us to, you know, I call it a soapbox, you know, Mm -hmm. like for us to 
to really own it. You know, I turned 50 in a few days here and I've been asking people, you know, what's your wisdom, you know, just for fun, like here. And, you know, so much of it is about not caring what people think or sort of dropping the whole narrative around being limited by outside influence and society and and what's right. And which I always believe at my core, but it's like, I also know I can amp that up. So I think that is the biggest way that I can contribute is to not wait <laughs> for 60 <laughs> or an illness or something to to really inspire that courage to really truly speak my truth. Yay. That was yummy. Thank you, Lisa. Lori, where do you see the greatest leverage that we have as wickedly smart women to activate and elevate consciousness? I'm enjoying all of these answers because I feel like they are like building into a really beautiful place. And when I sink into each of them, the thing that comes forward for me is that I feel like we have an opportunity to look for what is right in our experience of life, what is right in the world, what is right in the our personal experience, and then on the collective level, and how can we create more of that and really be real with ourselves about that piece of creating and allowing the space for possibility and possibilities beyond what we can conceive of and just opening that doorway to create more of what is right. So beautiful. Well, I'm going to take this one too. And what I see our greatest leverage is in addition to all of these pieces that have been brought to the table, I actually am really clear that my greatest leverage right now is what I call weeding. And that is literally setting the boundaries, saying, no, I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. This is not in my new world that I'm creating. Whatever it is that has been up until now that I've been either tolerating or I have been holding space for. And Lale and I had some time before in the green room, we were talking about as the world is collapsing, as the old paradigm is collapsing, there was a period of time where we were in that old paradigm awakening. And then we built a bridge and we were the bridge builders. And for a long time, I felt like I was a bridge builder where I had one leg over on this side, one leg over on this side. And I felt split for so long between those two sides, but I knew I was being a bridge builder. And now I'm really clear. I'm on the creation side of the bridge of what's coming next. Where are we going from here? What are the seeds of beauty? and truth and goodness and and higher consciousness that want to be planted in this new fertile soil that is being mulched up from the destruction of the old. And that's not to say that I'm in denial about the trauma or the drama or the challenges that people are facing, but I'm witnessing it and I'm choosing consciously to say, no more for me. I am out of that game. I am going to stand on this side of the bridge. I'm going to shine the light and say, hey, there's a bridge here, but I'm no longer going to go running over the bridge to try and drag that old baggage in whatever form it's in with me to the new world. Because like uh, there's some saying about when you get to the new land, you've got to burn the ships that got you there. So we want to make sure that we have the doors closed and and no no places for our energy to leak out 
uh, as we are beginning to channel our energy into what we're creating next. So we've got a few minutes before we're going to take the break. What I'd like to do is I'd like to ask Laura to talk a little bit about where people can find out more about you and what you're up to. And, uh, and then we'll ask Lisa to do the same. And then we'll, we'll take a break. And on the other side, we'll do that with Lori and Lale. So Laura, what are you up to in the world right now in your business in your vision? How are you supporting yourself to raise consciousness and others to raise consciousness? What is hot in Laura land right now? <laughs> Well, I'm working on Yoni Art Fest and the Yoni Art Project. So behind me, you can see, or if you can see the visual of this, but I'm surrounded by, I'm in my art studio, soul art studio, surrounded by Yonis, and there's so much going on with this. And really what it is, is that I work so long, I'm an artist and work so long, really strengthening the crown and bringing things through. But like you were sharing earlier, Angel, it's like, we got to root it. We have to bring it down. So all the Yoni work that I've been doing is really grounding this, all the high frequencies that are coming in, the higher consciousness that's coming in and the people who are the bridge builders, the ways in which we can like bring things in, but like land in the new, the new paradigm. So these are things that I'm working on bringing higher visions in, but then grounding them through empowering our Yoni our vagina, a conscious vagina I know, uh, that was mentioned earlier. And so that's something that I'm working on and people can learn about that through my website, lauraholic.com. Beautiful. All right. Lisa Cherney. Well, you know, I'm all about get freaking real, get effing real, whatever, whatever you're, you can use um, the F word. Go for it. Okay. That fucking real. That fucking real. I already said it when I was introducing you. Okay. Awesome. So I've been on this mission-driven journey for 22 years and have really come through marketing and selling and all of those skills to really, really what we're talking about here, the foundation, which is getting out of our own way and getting real about what is getting out of our own way. And so my like heart project is the Get Fucking Real podcast, where we go really deep with entrepreneurs, really speaking their truth all the good, the bad, the ugly, the struggle that got them to where they are now. And um, I feel, you know, really responsible for these stories that I'm getting to share. So that's a great place to find me. You know, my main website, lisaturney.com, you can find all the good things um, that I'm up to the GFR squad community around the podcast and the 12 GFR commandments, which are a really great roadmap for getting real. All right. Actually, Lisa, I'd love to have you choose one of your commandments just off the top of your head. What number? Oh, Pick a number. <laughs> number three. Great. Tell us Don't what worry. number three is. <laughs> Don't worry about being normal, proper, or polite. Beautiful. I love that. You have to say the confession question because it wouldn't be a GFR commandment without the confession question, which is where am I not speaking my truth? Ah, beautiful. So let's say it again. What's the commandment? Don't worry about being normal, proper, or polite. And the confession question you can ask yourself to see if this one is for you is where am I not speaking my truth? Mm, beautiful. I love it. Where am I not speaking my truth? 
So I want to speak just a little bit about what I've got going on, which is here we are at the second anniversary show for Wickedly Smart Women podcast, and where I'm not speaking my truth, I might as well just put it right out here, where I'm not speaking my truth is I actually do not feel like I am fully embodying all that I possibly have to offer. I don't feel like, I feel like I've got bits and pieces still here, there, and everywhere. And so what I am working on is weaving. I'm really working on weaving. And I started working with crochet as a metaphor last fall. And I've been sitting with the weaving, the weaving, the weaving. And weaving is one of the ways that we welcome wealth. And and I have a body of work that's been brewing for the last five years. And I've got all these pieces of it, but I haven't quite got it to the place where it's like it's like a half cooked meal at this point <laughs> and i haven't quite got it to the place where it's it's ready to be eaten or ready to be delivered or ready to be served and so there's definitely a part of me that feels like frustration because i also know as somebody who's raising my consciousness that there is the possibility for instant manifestation so my my biggest challenge is cultivating patience with myself <laughs> Biggest challenge, cultivating patience with myself. So anyway, Wickedly Smart Women, I'm going to invite you to cultivate some patience with yourself. And I would also like to invite you, if you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air to consider a donation, uh, you can do that at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. You can also binge listen to all of our episodes there. Uh, we'd also invite you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so that we can serve them too. I am so excited that we have two awards that we have won already. Uh, we were the People's Choice Award-winning show in 2020 during our first anniversary. And in the spring of 2021, we won the 27th Annual Communicators Awards of Distinction for podcasts. So that's pretty exciting. And we are now downloading in 80 four countries. So I want to shout out to our listeners in Orange County, California, where Lisa Cherney is from, in Wisconsin and the UP, the Upper Peninsula, where Lori is from, in Canada, uh, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where Laura lays her lovely head, and in Portugal, where Lale is anchoring her vision for wellness centers all around the globe. And with that, we will be right back with our lovely ladies, Lale, Lori, Laura, and Lisa. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, 
balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back. Thank you so much. Uh, for tuning in and for listening to our second anniversary show. This is the second half of our time together today. And I want to spend this half talking a little bit more about raising consciousness. But before we dive into that, I do want to give Lori and Lale an opportunity to share what they've got going on in their businesses and with their visions right now. And so, uh, Lori, why don't you go ahead and take the take the microphone and share what's happening in your world and how people can find out more about you? Yeah, thank you. Wow, I've been going deep, really deep and sinking into how to work, like different ways of working with crystals and stones, working with ceremony and ritual to really root deeply in life and to create an experience within life of being deeply rooted. A lot of it has actually been a lot of what I feel like I've been doing has been a little bit more behind the scenes, doing a lot of writing and working with my husband on editing and unfolding different layers of that and going deeper into some of the conversation and the, the stories that want to be told and the ways that uh, the practices want to be woven into the context of, of the story. So so that's been a big part of my practice um, or a p- big part of what's been going on. But otherwise, you know, from the external place, uh, there's the Crystal Shaman Life podcast, which we have uh, about three episodes each month, fresh, fun, different conversations about the crystals of the month, the energy of what's unfolding practices to support you in navigating, navigating life, the ups, the downs, the beautiful, the ugly. <laughs> so, Yeah. I would like you to share, Lori, what's the crystal of this month or this week? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and share what the crystal of this week is and what uh, what it means and how it's supporting us? Yeah. So um, right now we are working with black tourmaline and black tourmaline is really such an incredible ally for deeply connecting with our sense of inner safety and security. And, you know, that's looking at it from, you know, the simplest, purest, you know, place. But so often we look outside of ourselves for protection. And when things are up and we have fear pop up, there's, there are ways that we look to keep ourselves safe. And black tourmaline allows us to gently reveal those places where we would maybe push back or create a boundary that maybe doesn't serve us and instead open up the space for us to, to really know that we've got this. We're okay. We've got this. Mm. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. Before I go to you, Lale, I do want to hop back to Laura because Laura, you were talking about Yoni art. And I just would like you to clarify because there may be some people who are listening who don't know what the word Yoni means. So if you could <laughs> yeah. just uh, jump in a little bit and speak just a little bit more about the Yoni art project that you're working on and help our listeners to, to get that connection, that would be awesome. For sure. So Yoni, it's a Sanskrit word that means like sacred gateway, and it references the the feminine, and that's the the anatomy of the feminine. So like sexual organs, but also the the spiritual and symbolic aspect of being the divine feminine. So the Yoni art project is about really reclaiming the root of the feminine. 
because we're going to be midwifing a whole new paradigm, birthing ourselves, the collective rebirth that we're in. And so the Yoni art project is a way of each woman claiming the power of her Yoni, like getting embodied in that space so that she can birth herself, help to rebirth the planet, help to be a midwife and really feel the, the frequency of what it means to be rooted and grounded. Beautiful. Thank you for clarifying that for our listeners. Lale, let's talk about what you've got going on and how people can find out more about you. Well, thank you first for this opportunity for us to share. You know, it's interesting. I've over 30 years in business and been doing leadership and all sorts of different things. And the one thing that I've found is that most people leave their wellness out of their strategy for their year and the years to come. It's only like New Year's Eve. They think about, oh, my revelation for the next year, I'm going to do this and do this. But really, it's about the global wellness of you. So it's not just about you, what you eat, are you exercising, even though that's one key component. So with Global Wellness for All, one of my businesses, we have six pillars, your body, your mind, your spirit, all of that, as well as beauty, because beauty is also important because when we feel beauty, beautiful or got our nails done or whatever, there's like another energy that we exude out in the world. So that's important. But we also have relationship. Relationship is one of the biggest key factors to not having wellness. It's really funny. And a domino effect in everything else in your business, your finances and everything else. And then we have finances and creation of wealth, like you and I talked about earlier, because most people assume someone else is taking care of it for them, their accountant, their husband or whatever. But it's about us taking ownership of that and educating ourselves, becoming more aware and being able to create wealth for now and the future. And wealth's not just how much money is in your bank account, but it's what are things that you're adding to your life that enrich your life. And um, we also have a lot of programs with the earth. I'm very much an earth enthusiast and just, I love our mother earth and not just can we recycle because most of the world's not even recycling, but what are ways we can create with the earth? It's not like let's kill the business because we want to help the earth, but how can we create this? So we have more of that oneness and that grounding, but also in everything that we are, our businesses and everything else in our lives and awareness and consciousness. Cause I think that is so important. We need that for our wellness. So I have a couple of centers that we're creating one I'm here in Portugal cause I would like the state of the art wellness center to be here and collaboration and partnerships we have with universities. We're going to have with practitioners, doctors, you know, this COVID, opened our eyes to a lot of things that we have to internally change. But it also made people lazy. It made people be wanting everyone to do everything for them, the government to take care of their money every month, take care of their health and everything else. That's not creating the future of us moving forward. So we need to go the other way. We need to empower people to take care of themselves and create greater for themselves. So we're creating a planet that is going to be thriving, not surviving. So that's one. I have a couple of books that are coming out, just some fun ones that are short but inspirational. I have a children's book, um, Lulu series that will be coming out as well, as well as the Lulu doll 
will be coming out in 2021 as empowering not just children, but osmosisly their families too. So we have a lot going on in 2021, actually. Globalwellnessforall.com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to have the, all of this information in the show notes for everyone who's listening. So I please encourage you to get in touch with all of our lovely ladies. And I have a quiz for you, which you'll hear about when uh, you listen to the break about wealth readiness. And so I love, uh, Lale, that you brought the topic of money into the equation. I am working diligently to support women in particular, but very wise men as well, to understand the value and the wisdom that they carry and to confer that into wealth. Because part of what I see is going on is that the wealth of the planet is coagulated almost like a blood clot in to, you know, the hands of very few people. And it's our work as those of us who are embodying a higher level of consciousness, it's our work to actually open up the portals and open up the gates and open up the space for that wealth, for that blood clot to to be healed and for the circulation of wealth to be more equitable around the world and, and as it passes through our hands, as it passes through our businesses, I visualize and see the money of the planet, the circulatory system of of the economics circulatory system. And and Laura Hollick is the one who helped me to see the idea of the circulatory system. But I see our role as, as almost being, I'll call it I'm putting this in quotes, money launderesses, (laughs) so that we are actually clearing the money of all of the old paradigm ways of thinking and interacting and believing about how money is supposed to work. And we are infusing the money as it moves through our businesses in a way that is generative and that adds consciousness to the currency stream. It adds consciousness and love and awareness to the monetary system itself. So that's what I am working on, one of the pieces of what I am working on. And so I want to ask my next question, and that is, let us talk about the idea of safety and security, the idea of rootedness, the idea of how we have held for a long time money as the place where our security was symbolized. I want to hear your raised consciousness view of money, how you relate to money, how you are utilizing your own business in relationship to money, and what you see is ahead for us in terms of financial liberation or freedom or, yeah, an evolved relationship with money. And I'm going to start with, I think I'll start with uh, Lori this time. I feel like there's a lot in that question. I think one of the things that's happened over the last year with all of what's unfolded with COVID and all that's been brought into awareness and into consciousness over the last year is that I think a lot of people, myself included, have been looking for new ways to connect with and be in relationship with the earth. And I would say my whole life, I've been deeply connected, but I feel like this last year has taken it to an entirely new level. And I think there's this exploration of what else, how else can we experience 
co-creating with the with the earth how can we live differently on the earth and with the earth and i think the sourcing of of our resources including money needs to look a little bit differently than it has in the past and i think as i look forward i find that <laughs> the pathways are different than what i was picturing they're dramatically different and there's a different level of trust than the planning the laying things out the organized ways that i've done business in the past and the way i've lived in the past and it's much more fluid much more um in a place of experience and and like moving with the experience of life beautiful all right, Laura Hollick. What are your thoughts on the financial flow and wealth and your role as an individual as well as your role in business for raising the consciousness around money and wealth? Mm -hmm. So I've always approached my business as an art creation. And I think that, you know, coming from a background being an artist, it was jarring at first to like enter the business realm because it did, I wasn't, it, I thought differently. And so conveniently when that timing happened, when I was entering the business realm, the internet opened up and I could approach what I was doing as art, meaning I partner with the divine. I partner with consciousness. I get insights, inspiration, and then I create it. I make it, I build channels, I build uh, offers, I, I create marketing art projects. And and so for me, money, it's like, it's an art project. And I think that if we are going to move into a new paradigm and raise the consciousness, we actually have to face where we're insecure. Because I think the thing that enables me to lean on the art and the, the unknown and feel the trust is that, you know, I have a relationship with insecurity right? Like I, I, I'm okay with insecurity because I, when it comes, I go deeper into my relationship with spirit, with the divine. And, and that's where then I get guidance that isn't written yet. You know, there isn't a template. <laughs> There's no template for where we're going. And, and so I just, I think money's the same way. It's like, we're, we're heading into a new, a new era and, and it will be created. So to enter creation it's like, how can we be in relationship with the divine? How can we be in relationship and trust with our own creative instincts and, and move through the fear and insecurity, like acknowledge them? Because when we acknowledge them and we start to kind of move into them with our wickedly smart women assets of creativity, intuition, we use that to, to face those things. Then we, we get ideas of like, okay, I'll do this, I'll do that. And that starts to build the new way. So I think of money and business like art, and it's a creation, and it requires a relationship with the mystery, a trust relationship, and the ability to, to feel solid in your own instincts that like, you don't need to know the answers to be able to do something. You, know, like you don't have to have it all figured out to take a step. So I feel like we're all going to be almost like a little bit like baby steps because we're going to have to hear like our own trust and be like, okay, I'll do this rather than thinking we know 10 steps down. 
and, and building that strength in our own bodies to the point that we just feel it's normal and it's safe and it's comfortable. Mm, beautiful. I love it. Lisa Cheerney, tell me about your view and vision on the money piece of the raising consciousness mission that we are on here today with the Wickedly Smart Women second anniversary show. Woo woo. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And I I so love that you are holding space for the wealth uh, conversation and wisdom around that. And, uh, you know, you and I have been traveling for a long time together and just watching you navigate your own journey with money. And then I'm just so excited for anybody that comes into your orbit that has anything that they need to evolve around money. Like I just, I'm so excited for them to learn from you and maybe even learn, right. The people learn, we want everyone to learn from our mistakes or not mistakes, but you know, our struggle to, to shortcut their process in some way. So I'm really excited about your quiz and all that good stuff. And, and I, I feel like what I have to say is so aligned with what it was Laura that said that, right. That, um, you know, money is an art project because you know, in 2020, one of my biggest lessons learned was about my creativity. And I, I had not considered myself to be an artist. I don't do typical, you know, things like you are amazing. Like it's always something new with you, which I just totally love. You know, my art is through my words. My art is through my training. My art is through my show and my art is through um, my marketing. And, and all of that does come through inspiration. And when I I was looking at the GFR commandments, because I always feel like I have a commandment for that. And, you know, GFR commandment number eight is know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take. And, you know, that confession question is always so revealing to me personally, where do I need to pause or stop, but haven't because of fear. And for me, it used to always come down to money. What what was the fear that I had was that if I stop or pause, there's going to be some negative money impact. Mm -hmm. And for me has been an enormous piece of my evolution that I was gifted through the pandemic of another layer of examining my relationship with money that is very, was very focused on safety and security. And for me, I needed to find that some other way. I needed to go deep within and connect with my own place of safety and security so that I can, I could disconnect that from money and so that I could pause or stop and allow the creativity to come through, which fuels everything for me. So to me, that is that the future of money is a future where we can put it over here and be able to see things more clearly. I feel like at least once a week with my unmentor clients, I'm saying, okay, if we take the money out of the equation, what would you do? Or if we set money aside, what would you do? Or if you weren't worried about money, what would you do? It's, it's just so cloudy. It's like sex and relationships, right? It just clouds everything, you know? And so I think that it's super central to our evolution to not have that as our main driver, as our main motivator, I say it's the boss of me. Money's not the boss of me anymore. And in that, the beautiful, beautiful thing that I've been gifted in that um, is beautiful abundance that I'm not needing to keep an eye on, that I don't need to watch out for, that I don't need to be completely focused on all the time. And then I 
I look and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's coming cool. And I just keep going back to what I'm doing. And that is an enormous piece of my personal evolution and that I am passing on to anyone who's in, in my orbit, you know, and me speaking my truth around that. So uh, I love the connection between creativity and money and, and, and stopping and the wisdom that comes from that. Mm, beautiful. So I want to just quickly pick up a, a couple pieces from that before I go to you, Lale, on the money question. And that is one of the the trainings that I had myself was in the shamanic tradition. Let's uh, Lori and I share that same tradition. And, and one of the beautiful pieces of work that they teach us is stopping the world. And, mm. you know, I think that the pandemic has given us the opportunity as a global family, literally the world was stopped. And what happens from a physics perspective is once you get something going, it, it gets into momentum. And when it's in momentum, it's really difficult to stop that momentum unless you consciously stop the momentum and step outside of time and say, okay, what is the bigger mystery asking from me as I am asking to create a shift, a conscious change in this relationship, whatever the relationship is, whether it's a relationship with our health, whether it's a relationship with how we're spending our time, whether it's a relationship with our, you know, our intellect, our intuition, our imagination, the people that we have around us, uh, or whether it's a, a relationship that we have with our business or money. And so, yeah, I stopped the world a couple of times, more than once. Lisa, you've definitely stopped the world. You took a seven-figure business and shut it right down. And so that there's there's huge power in stopping the world. And so I just want to affirm uh, what you said. And, and also in this power of creativity, and, and my latest piece of art is the third in a series where I've cut up all my credit cards and each piece of art has a different message to it. So the first piece was love and liberation. The second piece was take a little piece of my heart. And it was like really the healing piece was in the second piece of art because I acknowledged that I was giving a little piece of my heart every time I used my credit cards because I was in pain and I, I had, I, I needed healing, but I was assuaging the pain with swiping the credit card in service to, you know, building my business and investing in myself. And not like I was running out, I don't know, gambling or something, but I, in a sense, I was, I was gambling on myself, but I was in a sense gambling. And then this third piece is really about the transformed relationship with money and credit. And so thank you for acknowledging that, Lisa. So Lale, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the money piece of the equation and raising our consciousness around it. You've got some huge projects that you're working on that require enormous amounts of money in order to come into fruition. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on raising consciousness around finances and, and how you're relating to money in your own personal life as well as through your business. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, most of my life, I wanted to be a doctor. So I went the medical route. But since I was seven, I told my dad what to do with his business because I loved business. So, you know, business has been in my blood and I love it. I don't know how else to describe it. And one thing I realized is most of us as children would never even know what money is based on our parents' points of views. You know, we have our own. It's this fun. You just ask for what you desire and it would just show up. 
Yes, sometimes it showed up through your family, but I even had it like, I want to buy this teddy bear. A hundred franc showed up at the beach when I was in France. Like we have made money significant. Money is not significant. You are the creator, not money. And when we make it that like we can't, like you were just describing, Lisa, like people holding themselves back from creation because the money is not there. No, you have to create so the money comes as well as all the revenue streams. And I think one of the biggest lies on the planet is that money is this awful, evil thing. Money is energy. And if we're really infinite beings and we are every energy, how much do we hold ourselves back? How much energy are you using to stop the flow of energy, which is also money coming into your life. And that's one of the things that I think the key piece is most of us, we bought the stories from our parents. So our points of views about money aren't ours. They're the dad said this. My dad used to say, you have to work hard to make money, but he was a lie. He loved his work. And when he was working back then, there was no cell phones. He left work. There was no one calling him except for an emergency, but like it was a different concept. And today is a new day. Every day is a new day. And we have the ability to have a different financial reality, not just higher selves. Higher selves include energy. So if we're willing to have a mindset shift and stop looking at money as the problem and go, okay, like you just said, you know, Lisa, if money wasn't the issue, what would you create today? What would you add to your life today? What would you add to the business today and allow that information also from the future to come to you as well as the, the being that wants to come alive? And that's where my wellness center started. When I first started Global Wellness for All, it wanted centers. And I was like, no, right now I have to travel around the world. I'm traveling every week to a new country. I cannot have you in one location. But I knew eventually I would, you know? And so it's like these whispers. If we're willing, money is the same. You have to seduce it. It's your best friend. Play with it. Have fun. Take the seriousness out. And I guarantee you'll make more money. But first, you have to know how much do you require to create the life you want to have. Yeah. And start engaging with that allow the energies to come in all direction. Most of us think money comes only from our job, only from our business. That's one stream. What if you added infinite streams of possibilities to your business today? How much more money could you have? Mm, beautiful. I love it. Well, so we only have a couple minutes left. I want to honor your time, ladies. But I do want to say this point about what do you require and certainly if you live in, I don't know, Nebraska, and you're building a little center of, of prayer there, it might be a different requirement than if you're living in Ontario and you've got a big art studio going on. And if you're living in New Hampshire and you've got, you know, other visions going on. So everybody is responsible. What I'm hearing there, Lale, is everyone is responsible for becoming clear on what they require for the creation that they are going to create. Like there's that, that decisiveness of I am going to create this and this is what I require in order to create this. Am I hearing that correctly? 
You are, but one key thing, don't focus on the now. Focus on what it's going to need to thrive for five years, 10 years, 50 years, 100 years, and let the future assist you. You know, when we think small, that's all we're going to create is small. If you're willing to expand and let the creation guide you, it has its own consciousness. That's part of this whole expanding consciousness. Then you allow everything to gift to you and the creation that you're designed to create. Oh, beautiful. I also really loved stop being serious and start being seductive. That was yummy. <laughs> All right, ladies, we have reached the end of our time together today, but I, I do want to give you each an opportunity to go around one more time and just say whatever's on your heart about raising consciousness about yourself, about your business, about the global consciousness raising. I mean, you are all pioneers. We have, we are all pioneers. I'm going to, we us here. We including myself are all pioneers and we are all immensely courageous women. And for me, what I understand is it's the work for me is about being wholehearted and wholeheartedly saying yes to what I am here to be the conduit for. And so I'd love to have you, Lale, say what your uh, last words are for us, and then we'll go around to the rest, and then we'll come to a close. Be you and be the leader of your life and living, and don't wait for anyone else. If you take two steps forward, you're actually opening doors to 20 million steps ahead. Mm, beautiful. Lori? Mm, be here be here, be fully present in your life and with your dreams, what you are here to create and co-create, be here. Mm. Laura? Trust is an asset. It's your asset. And I feel like as we cultivate trust in our dreams and ourself in the future and our visions, we have an asset that gives us the ability to create it. So trust is your asset. Whew. That was a good one, Laura. And Lisa, you are going to close us out here. What's your final parting words? Question any belief, story, or thought that keeps you from doing things that feel good to you and stopping things that don't. Question all of the thoughts, the things that you see as truth. And be courageous because we only have this one, one time around in this physical form and this body and the world needs you. Beautiful. Well, ladies, it has been an immense pleasure to weave together the wisdom that has been brought to this table. It's the value of the wisdom here is extraordinary. And if there's one thing I know about creating a wealthy life by design myself, it's that the value is in my wisdom. It's not in necessarily this thing or that thing or the other thing. The value is in my wisdom. It's in my creativity. It's in my ability to trust myself. It's in my ability to stop the things that aren't working anymore. It's in my ability to ask for help, to ask and, and expect help. And it's in my ability to seduce the mystery in a way where I am activating mastery within myself around seducing the mystery. So I want to thank you all for being here. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of our second anniversary show by calling into our listener line. Our phenomenal team will have that for you in the show notes, as well as 
all of the bios and all of the connection information for the lovely ladies who are here with me today. We invite you to send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.